Hey guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or whatever time you happen to be um, coming in to listen to the podcast. It is your girl, Erica Nicole, the host of Conversations with Erica, the founder of Wake, Pray, Shine Media, which is the um, umbrella, right, for this book and all things um, speaking and motivating when it comes to my brand, as well as Erica Speaks Life all over the social media streets, TGIF, or at least it will be by the time you hear this or the day it's dropped. Let me say that. As you know, Conversations with Erica is dropped every single Friday right here in the podcast atmosphere. And we are so super excited this year. Yes, 2022, we are going to sync our YouTube channel. So Conversations with Erica via YouTube will also have um, video footage, right? Either it will be me behind the scenes recording or it will be footage of an interview that I've done. And so I'm excited about that as well. The interview audio mm -mm, video will be dropped on Wednesday and then we will drop the audio on Friday here on the podcast platform. We are getting it together in the podcast arena and we're so super excited to be going into our second year, physical year. We've already entered the, the second year, right? As we celebrated our two year, our one year anniversary, but this is our second physical year and we're still here. We are still here. Our goal is to continue to provide motivational, inspirational, faith Field fruitful conversations with amazing women that are moving forward and managing their mantle, whether it's in business or in life, no matter what circuit they operate in, as well as hearing the tea from your girl, me. Um, one of the segments that we're going to be doing this year is the Speak Life Book Club. Um, that has been near and dear to my heart forever, forever, probably 2016, 2017. And I'm avid reader. You should know that by now. I'm always in a book, whether I'm on my Kindle, reading my Guilty Pleasure Urban Romance by Independent Authors, or whether I'm reading um, self-help, whether I'm reading something biblical, whether I'm focused on a business move and I'm strengthening my muscle when it comes to negotiation or sales or pitching or something. Um, one of my favorite subjects to read is about leadership. Well, this year, one of the books, because I'm reading many, one of the books that is on my shelf that I'm reading is called The Mountain Is You. And this book is about transforming self-sabotage into self-mastery. It's about Brianna Wist, W-I-E-S-T. And so today being the first segment of Speak Life Book Club, um, this is the book that we're going to be talking about. Now, I haven't finished the book. I am in chapter two, heading into chapter three. But this book is so full of aha moments. It's so full of those moments where you want to literally slap yourself upside the forehead. Like, duh, girl. I knew for me, this is a transparent moment. I knew that I operated in the spirit of self-sabotage. Um, I've battled with weight for over 20 years. Um, managing money, uh, business even. I can, it's really weird. I have this thing where I'll go, 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 go really, really hard. Like in my network marketing business, for instance. 
and then I'll just take my foot off the gas and coast. But I've been like that my entire life and no one has said, Erica, this is self-sabotaging. Let's figure out why you do it so we can heal from it. So last year I was having a conversation with my girlfriend, um, Lee Forney, who is the um, host of Hey Girl Thrive. Um, no, that's not the name of her podcast. Please forgive me, Leah, for misquoting your podcast. Let me go and quote it correctly because I do want you guys to, um, yeah, like I don't want to, it is Hey Girl, it's Hey Queen Thrive. That's the name of it. I was actually a um, guest on her podcast um, on season one and Leah is so dope online. She is Lee underscore M underscore Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y. But you can find her podcast everywhere. She is a um, best-selling author and um, she's a counselor. So she was talking to me about self-sabotage. And she asked, she said, Erica, do you realize this is what you're doing? And do you know why? And I, when she said it, I was like, yeah, duh, I know it's what I do, but I don't know why. I don't know why this is my behavior. So in my healing process coming out of the divorce, I ran across this book and I think I was reading one of my independent authors romance books and they mentioned this book in the book. I'm telling you, I've learned so much from reading romance, um, reading, reading these romance books by these amazing authors using their craft to just take us to another planet. But anyway, they read it. They just mentioned the book several times through it. And so immediately, you know, your girl I got on Amazon and I purchased the book. And so I have been slow reading this book for a while. And I was talking to my daughter who um, is her her master, her ma- not her master's, her bachelor's is in psychology. And me and her, her and I have been sharing um, in this topic because she too deals with self-sabotage especially when it comes to her weight and it's like okay what are we hiding from what are we concerned about so as we're breaking this down I was telling her about the book and she's like you need to discuss the book online mom whether it's TikTok, YouTube um, your podcast live stream Facebook Instagram um, this is a conversation that needs to be had and I've been posting about the book, right? It's on my TikTok, it's on my Instagram, but I haven't been talking about the book. So today is the first segment of Speak Life Book Club and we're going to talk about um, the intro and chapters one and two. So if you hear me, I'm literally turning pages because I have the hard copy of this book and I have it in front of me. So if you hear page turning, just know that's me getting into it. So um, let's get started. Let me tell you, as my girl Katina would say, get you some toe insurance because honey, Brianna did not come to play. She is going to be on your toes. So I need your toes to be protected. And then you might want to get you some head insurance because you're going to be smacking yourself upside the head over and over again. But what the goal is, is one to get you to recognize the behavior as I'm recognizing mine and make some changes, y'all. We cannot continue to be just any old kind of way. God is calling us to come forth. The other day I was in um prophetic pray, I was in a prophetic planning moment in myself in my journal, sitting down talking to God, and he said it. He said, Erica, I need you to come into the deep. I need you to quit playing safe and stop 
skating around the edge of this roller skating ring called life. He literally showed me the roller skating ring and I, and I can skate. That's the funny thing. Like in real life, I can skate, but I was holding on to the edge as if I needed that edge for protection. And God said that edge is false protection. I need you to come out to the deep where I am your protector, where I am your coverer. I need you to come out into the deep. I need you to launch into the deep. There is more for you. And a lot of times, guys, we're missing what God has for us because we think we're playing it safe. And we're playing it safe in different ways. One of the ways I know I'm playing it safe is by self-sabotaging. I only let it get so good. (laughs) Let's just be honest. I only let it get so good and then I mess it up. Right. Going back to my old behaviors, I can look in my Weight Watchers journal. I can look in my weight loss journal. I can look on the scale on my pictures of scales. And so many times I will get right at 200 or right up under 200. And then I will mess it up and I will go back up the scale. I have done this so many times, so many times I'll get to 199, 198. When the goal is only 185, you hear me? I'm that close to the goal. And I will abort the mission in the name of celebration and turn that thing around and go right back up the scale. And so enough is enough, right? Enough is enough. Are you not tired at this point is what I'm asking myself because I'm devastatingly tired of being in this rut. So it is time for us to start doing something different. So I'm in the intro and it says much like nature, life is very often working in our favor, even when it seems like we are only being faced with adversity, discomfort and change. Um, It goes down and I'm just going to skim some of the things I highlighted um, as we're going. And I hope it makes sense to you. And I hope it just encourages you to get the book. She said, our minds also go through periodic episodes of positive disinterrogation or a cleansing through which we release and renew our self-concept. We know that the nature of most fertile and expansive, fertile and expanse at its prim- perimeters where climates meet. And we also transform When we reach our edge states, our edge states, the point at which we are forced to step out of our comfort zones and regroup. Guys, Erica, your girl is stepping out of her comfort zone. I am addressing and I am attacking any and everything that is holding me back. That is my focus, my mantra, my motto, my theme for This year, right? I am addressing and attacking anything that is holding me back or preventing me from getting the blessings of God. Because the blessings of God are yes and amen for us. But it's up to us to submit and surrender and do the things so we can get what he has for us. So if self-sabotaging, right? If that's some of the things that you're doing, if that's your pattern, that is preventing you from having your happily ever after for having that sweet bank account that you want for having that six and seven figure business for being a best selling author because you won't even write the book because you're self-sabotaging yourself. Um, all of that. If self-sabotage is 
the trait that you are using that is preventing you from getting what God has for you, then the time is now to fix it. She says the breakdown is often just the tipping point that precedes the breakdown, the breakthrough, sorry, the breakdown. So my breakdown was last year, last year, going through that first healing um, coming out of my divorce after being married 24 years. Y'all, let's let's get it together here. 24 years. That's all my adult life. If you really want to think about it, um, there was a tremendous breakdown. One, I gained 40 pounds. I gained 40 pounds. I developed health issues because of the 40 pounds. Right. So now I gained 40 pounds. So now I'm pre-diabetic or insulin resistant, as they call me. Then I deal with uh, blood pressure spike. So now I've gained 40 pounds. So now I'm depressed because I can't fit nothing in my closet. So now I'm not going anywhere. Thank God we're in COVID. So I ain't really got to go nowhere anyway. But what do I do? Like most people that gain weight, I start wearing T-shirts and leggings, which only allows me to gain more weight. Like the breakdown. Right. So now we're ready for the breakthrough. So the next thing I underline, it says your mountain requires you to to reconcile two parts of you. The conscious and the unconscious, the part of you that is aware of what you want and the part of you that is not aware of why you are still holding yourself back. And to be honest, I don't know. I am very unsure of why. I don't know what happened in my 50 years of living that I've developed this. I'm not really sure. But what I am positive about is it will be revealed and I will conquer it. That's what I'm positive about. So next I highlighted the fact that you are imperfect is not a sign that you have failed. It is a sign that you are human. And more importantly, it is a sign that you still have more potential within you. Well, hello, because if you're not imperfect, you shouldn't even be listening to this because this podcast itself is imperfect, right? It's unedited. It's raw. It's real. That's life. That is who we are. And we need to quit trying to be so stinking perfect. The only perfect person was Jesus. And the pressure to be perfect definitely will send you on a self-sabotaging journey. The pressure to be perfect will keep you on pause and keep you poor, poor, passing over opportunities routinely. The quest to be perfect because you will overthink it. You will try to overlearn it. You will even try to master it. And in trying to master it, you will do nothing. Let me hear you when I say that. People are so busy trying to be perfect that they are stuck and they are not doing anything. I'm telling you the truth. I know I know this for a fact because I watch it every day. It says the mountain is often less a challenge in front of us. As it is a problem within us. Mm, that's good. An, un, an unstable foundation that might not seem evident on the surface, but is nonetheless shifting almost every part of our lives. The title, The Mountain is You. We always look at the mountain as something on a scenic view that is pretty, that is this, that is that. But what about the mountain inside of you that is preventing you from going forward and doing what you were called and created to do? What about the mountain that is inside of you 
that is preventing you from managing the mantle that you that has been placed on you. It says your old self can no longer sustain the life you are trying to lead. It is time to reinvent and rebirth. And I'm so excited. I don't know if you can feel me when I said that, but I just began to um, smile because I am so ready for that. She reads, she read, she states here, um, your mountain is the block between you and the life you want to live. Facing it is also the only path to your freedom and becoming. You are here because a trigger showed you to your wound. Mm. Your wound will show you to your path and your path will show you to your destiny. Oh, I'm so excited that we're here together. The mountain that stands in front of you is calling. I'm trying to see what I'm reading. The mountain that stands in front of you is calling is the calling on your life. Woo. Your purpose for being here and your path finally made clear. One day this mountain will be behind you. Come on, Jesus. But who you become in the process of getting over it will stay with you always. In the end, it is not the mountain that you must master, but yourself. Oh, my God. So remember, the tagline is transforming self-sabotage into self-mastery. Let me tell you something. Your girl is going to master herself. And so I hope you guys are as excited as I am and you are ready to master yourself as well. So going into chapter one, um, one of the main things that stuck out to me, it said, in reality, self-sabotage is simply the presence of an unconscious need that is being fulfilled by the self-sabotaging behavior. And I wrote on the sidelines, what the heck? Because I need to understand what is inside of me, right? What is this unconscious need that I'm fulfilling? Because I don't understand how me self-sabotaging my weight, right? And gaining it again. What is that fulfilling? What is that fulfilling? And you know what I, what, what came to my mind is when you are sick, when you are unhealthy, sometimes that's the only attention you get from certain people, right? When you are damaged people, Ooh, that just made me, my eyes just sweat. People like the damaged you. And when you are damaged, those in your life that have this hero's um, tendency, they want to be your your savior, right? They have a savior complex. That's what it's called. They want to be your savior, so they show up when you are when you're un, when you're broken. They show up when you're damaged. They show they have that in them, and when you're vulnerable, right? But when you're standing in your power, when you're operating in a space of healing. They're nowhere to be found. They are nowhere to be found. Right. Or you have people in your life that are just the polar opposite of that. When you're healed and you're doing okay, they're there, but they don't know how to deal with the damage. You I have a friend like that. So that right there stood out to me. And I'm going to read that again. In reality, self-sabotage is simply the presence of an unconscious need that is being fulfilled by the self-sabotaging behavior. And that's it. We stay broken because people pay us more attention when we're broken. Remember when you were sick as a little girl, if you were raised by a super busy mom like me, my mom worked two jobs. But then when I was sick, she would stay at home with me. Right. When I was sick, I got that special attention. When I was sick, 
she made time for me. Not that she didn't make time for me any other time, but when I was sick, it was different. Right? Isn't that crazy, guys? I hope y'all getting what I'm saying. Um, she says many people, likewise, for many people, their fears and attachments are very often just symptoms of a deeper issue from which they do not have any better way to cope. Self-sabotage is what happens when you refuse to consciously meet our innermost needs, often because we do not believe we are capable of handling them. Mm, mm, mm. Moving on. Sometimes we sabotage our self-talk because we sabotage our self-talk because if we believed in ourselves, we'd feel free to get back out in the world and take risks. And that would leave us vulnerable. And I on, on the seventh, when I read this, I wrote in search of my why. What is that for me? That stood out to me. Um, next one is coping mechanisms. It is just that a way of cope, a way to cope. It's not an answer. It's not a solution. And it does not ever truly solve the problem. We are merely numbing our desires and giving ourselves a little taste of temporary relief. Oh, man, I'm telling you, you got your toe insurance because I need it. Because what is the temporary relief? Right. Even the self-sabotage of your wealth and your riches. God said the earth is like this is all ours as it is on earth in heaven. We know in heaven we are walking on streets paved with gold. It's very descriptive to what heaven looks like. Right. So if we're walking on streets paved with gold in heaven, why on earth are we walking on dusty ground on earth? Why are we over here in the land of less than enough or just enough? And we self-sabotage the crossover to more than enough. We won't do it. Why? Because most of us are afraid of who we're going to lose in the transition. Most of us are afraid that people are going to think that we're too good for them or that we're acting as if we're too good for them. Because, yeah, we're going to change zip code and we're going to change the address and we're going to change the inside because let's come through. When I get to where I'm going, I will not still be in this apartment, even though it is a decent apartment. Some people call it a luxury apartment. I don't know what's luxury about it. I stay here because it's safe. But when I buy the home, when I buy my dream car, what will they say about me? How will they feel about me? Will they still love me? Right. That's the self-sabotaging. We are in protection mode because we are so afraid that they're not going to love us anymore and they're not going to see us. Right. That they're not going to have time for us anymore. But you know what? If they don't, guess what? That is not your problem. That is their problem, Erica. Yes, I'm listening. That is their problem. And if they no longer love you and they no longer want you in their circle, because you are bettering yourself, then baby girl, they only like the sick you to begin with. They only liked the broken you to begin with because they're broken, recognized you're broken. Or because you were broken, they could come save you with their captain, save a whole mentality, for lack of a better word, with their savior mentality. Right? That that's rich, rich. Rich. Sometimes our most sabotaging behaviors are really the result of long held and unexamined fears we have about the world and ourselves. Mm. 
I've told you guys, I've had all my life, the majority of my life, I had a very difficult time making friends. Um, we moved a lot in my younger years. And no, I'm not military. We just moved a lot for the betterment of our family or whatever the reason was that we moved. And every year I would go to a new school. So every year I was very awkward in the space of making friends. Um, I was very skinny. I had a very olive oil kind of physique and a very, those were the names people call me, my bullies, olive oil and giraffe, long neck. And I still have a long neck. It's just kind of fatter, but it made it very difficult for me to maintain friends and keep friends and really get deep into a friendship. And so even now I still battle with that guys. I'm 50. I'm 50 and I still battle with that for whatever reason. And then the friends I had, some of my friends, they were healthy friendships. They were toxic. Right. So they bullied me. They did. I treat me well, but I I hung on. I clung to them because it was all I had. And so when that's all you have, that's all, you know, you think it's the best for you when it's not. It's toxic and it's no longer serving you. And in order to get the next. In order to get the blessing of God, you have to release it. You got to release it so that he can fill you with something more. And I didn't know that then, but I know it now. Self-sabotage comes from unconscious negative association. Toxicity. Do y'all hear that? So good. Self-sabotage is also one of the first signs that your inner narrative is outdated, limiting, and simply incorrect. The bottom line is we are dope individuals. We are amazing. We are fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of our father and our creator. And we deserve the best life ever. We deserve the Ephesians 3 and 20 exceedingly abundantly above all we can think or ask according to the authority that worketh in us. We deserve to have heaven on earth. We deserve to be loved. All right, we deserve for our children to rise and call us blessed. We deserve the very best that God has for us. And in order to get it, we have to address and heal that self-sabotaging behavior. We have to come from amongst this place of toxicity. Your self-image is difficult to adjust because your brain's confirmation bias works to affirm your pre pre-existing beliefs about yourself. What was one of my pre-existing beliefs? I had a difficult time making friends. I am awkward in the friend space. You heard me say that. But what do I say to myself now? I am a friend magnet. People love me and they want me around. People are excited when I walk in the room. And so now when I walk in the room, I have trained my brain to look for the excitement. Instead of the deflate of the room, I used to look for the deflate, you know, that look, oh, here she come. No, I have trained my brain to look for the, hey, Erica's in the house. That part. I have trained my brain. Even when I go live on Facebook, I have trained my brain to know that somebody's going to show up live and somebody's going to watch the replay. Instead of the defeated mindset that nobody's going to come. Even with the podcast, I have trained my brain to know that somebody is going to listen because this is divine ordered by God. And God promised me if I open my mouth, he will give me the words to say. 
So here I'm opening my mouth. He's giving me what to say. And you're going to listen. Somebody's going to listen. You're going to listen. You're going to share it. You're going to be like, hey, you need to check out this last segment. Erica did. And it is going to grow in the name of Jesus. Why? Because I'm predestined for such a time as this. And God called me to speak and to speak life into other people. And part of speaking life is helping people along their healing journey. When we self-sabotage, it is often because we have a negative association between achieving the goal we aspire to and being the kind of person who has or does that thing. Right. So for some reason in my mind, maybe not in your mind, but in my mind, I have chosen to believe that being um, anointed by God is lonely. Mm -hmm. That's a big one. That being called by God is lonely. Oh, my God, my eyes are sweating again. That operating in the gift of prophecy is a lonely place because nobody wants to be around. And you know why? Because people have told me that. Girl, if you see and hear things, I don't want to be around you. Okay, excuse me, y'all. My nose, my eyes are sweating, so my nose is stopping up. But you know what? If you're afraid of who I am, then you're not my chosen person anyway. And you don't need to be around me. So, okay. I have to be okay with that. But those that are called to be around me in this season will be around me in this season. So we have to reprogram what our minds are saying. We have to readjust the script, right? Self-sabotage is very often the simple product of unfamiliarity. Getting out into the deep. Getting in the place of being uncomfortable. Being comfortable, being uncomfortable. And it is because anything that is foreign, no matter how good, will also be uncomfortable until it is also familiar. Uh, this often leads people to confuse the discomfort of the unknown with being wrong or bad or I don't even know what that word is, guys. Omniance. I think I'm saying it right. However, it is simply a matter of physiological adjustment. Did y'all hear that? When we are self-sabotaging, this behavior, this coping mechanism is because we're going into the unknown. So as every year when I would go to a new school, right, I would put up my guard to not let people penetrate my inner sanctum. So I was awkward in the space of making friends because I'm making friends from a guarded position. How can you work with me, guys? How can you put a wall around you and then want people to come into a wall around you that doesn't even have a stinking door? I want you to come in. Right. I want you to love me. I want you to be my friend. Yet I got this six feet. Social distancing wall around me where you can't really touch me. Huh. If that ain't self-sabotaging, I don't know what is. And if that's not the fear of being uncomfortable or awkward, I don't know what is. But that has been the story of my life. We are programmed to seek what we've known. The familiarity. We go, we gravitate. That's why um, like-minded people. Right. Gossipers hang with gossipers, um, crackheads hang with crackheads, broken people like attracts like. 
But when you make the decision that you don't want to be that person anymore, when you make the decision that you want better, you have to move from the place of familiarity. I remember telling my girls, um, not my kids, but my girls, my squad, um, coming out of the divorce, I said, they asked, what can we do? I said, when I go MIA, come find me, right? And if I seep into familiarity, come get me. And they knew exactly what it meant. They knew exactly what it meant. Because that's why if you see somebody dating or doing something or even getting a job, let's use a job, for example. You want a new job. You sick and tired of what's going on at the job you go. And you go get the exact same job, just mask in a different company, a different benefit package. But it's the same thing. It's the same thing with dating, right? You go from man to man, but it's the same scenario because it's what's comfortable. It's what's comfortable. Most of the guys that have been in my life, let me just be honest with you. They have a history. They are um, D boys. They are resolved or recovered or no longer, but previously D boys, if you know what that means, right? It's a certain type of guy. They all have the same eye kind of color hue. They all have the same skin tone. If you look at my history, so now I am, uh, I released my, um, what do you call it? My type, my type. What is my type? Male species, breathing, living, heart, my, like, I don't have a type, like just whatever. That's pretty good guys. We got to get past the uh, place of familiarity. Um, what you believe about your life is what you will make true about your life. What you say you have. As a man speaketh, so is he. And you only speak it because you believe it. Because most of us are not running around here spewing lies, right? We're not just opening our mouths and regurgitating untruth about us, right? If I say I'm loud, it's because I believe and I know for a bona fide fact I'm loud. If I say I talk too much, it's because I believe and I know for a bona fide fact I talk too much. But what I will no longer say is that I'm awkward in the space of making friends. No. No, 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 no. I am a friend magnet, honey, over here. I really, really am. To truly heal, you are going to have to change the way you think. You are going to have to become very conscious of negative and false beliefs and start shifting to a mindset of act that actually serves you. Ooh, we can y'all get it. It doesn't matter what your life looks like on the on, on the outside. It is how you feel about it on the inside. And that was what she said about getting out of denial. It is so much in this book, y'all. I could keep reading and reading and reading, but I'm going to stop right there. That's all I have um, in chapter one. Wait a minute. I just found something else in chapter one. It says human beings are guided by comfort and we are. They stay close to what feels familiar and reject what doesn't, even if it's objectively better for them. All right. So that is the end of chapter one. And I'm telling you guys, we have to make a decision to want, believe, go after and do better for ourselves, because if we don't, nobody else will. So we have to make a decision of getting uncomfortable. Like the bottom line, before I started recording this, I was talking to myself about weight and health. And I really want to work out, but I don't want to be uncomfortable. 
And going to the gym is uncomfortable because I'm overweight and I have no idea of what I'm doing. Right. Um, working out is uncomfortable because my God, these muscles, <laughs> they are laughing. Right. When I get on the treadmill, my knees start hurting. My hips start hurting. After I work out, I'm hurting for days and then I got to go back and do it again. But at the end of the day, if you want it, you have to go after it. And in order to go after it, you have to be willing to get uncomfortable to have it. All right. I'm going to leave y'all guys with this. I hope this segment hit you like it hit me. I'm going to continue to share my journey through this book. I cannot lie. It probably will not be chapter upon chapter, but it will be a segment that I drop often. Um, I know I'm going to be dropping it throughout the month. Um, it probably will be more on a bonus schedule than on a Friday schedule. But today it just happened to be on Friday because I wanted to leave you with some good time content. And this book was it. But I just want us to heal. I want us to use our faith and believe and move forward and get what God has for us. So this is your girl, Erica Nicole. And that is the first segment of Speak Life Book Club. I hope you enjoyed it. My, my, my. Let me tell you something. I love a good book and I love a book that steps on my toes, slaps me up my head and makes me get it together. And The Mountain Is You is an amazing book. The link for you guys is in the show notes, right? This is part of the Speak Life Book Club. It's also you can find it in my link on Instagram. Whether you are following Erica Speaks Life, Wake, Pray, Shine Media, or hey, you may be over there on my personal page with Love, Erica Nicole. I don't know. But guys, get the book if you are dealing with self-sabotage. I'm going to continue my journey. Um, This is definitely a big deal for me in 2022 because I'm going to shake some of this old mess off of your girl. So I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, let me know, right? Show, pop up on the uh, over there on Instagram. Wake, pray, shine media and let me know. Drop a yellow heart if you listen. But hey, give me some feedback on this segment. Give me some feedback if it stepped on your toes. If you had an aha moment, if you purchased the book, if you're reading the book with me, whatever it is, because this journey is not just for me. This journey is for all of us. No more self-sabotaging. We are going to move over to self-mastery. So I'm so super excited, guys. Don't forget, subscribe. Don't forget to share and don't forget to leave a review. Your girl needs you, right? I need you guys. I cannot do this thing without you at all. So I'm so, um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm pumped. I'm pumped about this new, um, this new segment. But before I go, just want to remind you that I will be speaking March 5th at the Respect Your Crown um, second event. Is it second annual Second annual, annual, yeah, second annual event here in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. It's on March 5th. I believe March 13th or 15th. I can't remember the date. Forgive me. We will be in Dallas, Texas. Um, I will also be speaking at two other events. Pen to Profit, which I think Pen to Profit is going to be in Connecticut, is in March. That information will be on my website soon, as well as a conference that is... Um, tied into an anthology that I'm writing in if resilient is a, was a person. So I got two anthologies dropping really soon. Um, and then I have the speaking engagements. Um, and I am also opening up 
a coaching program. It's called Casting is Vision. Keep, stay tuned. I will roll out all the information. God is not allowing me not to do this, but it is time to get clear, get confident so you can push past your pain and into your passion. And that is what your girl is here to do. Your confidence and clarity coach, right? Um, And I'm just helping you do what God is helping me do. That's all it really is. When um, my Angelou said it best, when you learn, you teach. And I'm paraphrasing, but that's really what it's about. You don't get free to watch other people remain in bondage. So when you get free, you have to go back to help free someone else. And that's all this is about. So, guys, I love you. Thank you for hanging out with me. This is a wrap for episode 46. I will see you next week for episode 47. Holla at your girl. Bye bye.